When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. can hit one to the Golden Triangle Regional Airport right here. <laughs> Boy, that would be lovely. Here comes the first pitch to the junior from Coleman. And that's a fly ball to deep left field. Tell it goodbye. It's way gone. A grand slam home run. Claire Jenkins, it's 4-2 Crimson Tide. Clutch Claire at it again, Tom. And you called it. It was a blast to left. It went toward Columbus, Mississippi, I can tell you that. Wow. The 3-1 pitch is on its way, and it's aligned to short, and they'll throw to third. Double play! Alabama gets out of it. No run score here in the bottom of the sixth inning. What a play by Claire Highlight. Right to Claire Jenkins and running off of third. And Tim Walton has just been ejected. Oh, here we go, Tom. And rightfully so. And he's kicking dirt now on the crew chief, Scott Mayer. Oh, boy. One-one pitch comes in and that hit sides, and she is not happy about it. Oh, here we go. As well, she shouldn't be. This is so exciting. Did, when was when was WrestleMania? Was that last weekend? <laughs> it was a couple weekends ago. Oh, my South gosh. Carolina weekend. But the stare by KB sides. Oh, man. I love it. I love that kind of intensity from these players. The 0-1 pitch. Wow. Sides takes that one. That was even higher. This is... I'm wow. even looking at our friends from TV. Daniel Laurie looks stunned that that was called a strike. Held up her hands in shock. Uh, Boy, that was. Yeah, I want uh, Patrick. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, there we go. The 0-1. Wallace lines in the right. It's down for a base hit. One run will score. Two runs will score. Morgan rounds third. Here, no, she will stay in third. But it's a two-RBI double for Skyler Wallace. It's three to one Alabama here in the bottom of the sixth. Skyler Wallace, man, just ropes it down the right field line. You felt like Alabama just had to get the one. And the one was a walk. But by golly, it opened the floodgates. Bounce looks in. The 0-2. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Alabama wins the SEC championship. And dog piles in front of home plate for the sixth time in program history. And the first time since 2014, Alabama is your outright SEC champions. Partner, I'll see you at Bryant-Denny Stadium when we get our ring. Wow. What a moment. The hard work, the months of preparation all season long. I mean, we talked with Patrick Murphy at the beginning of the year about how hard the freshman class turned sophomore class worked to be put in this situation. 
And to have a freshman come in and get the final six outs, ending it with a strikeout, just incredible. It, man, Tom, this, <laughs> this is crazy. Welcome in, folks, to Out of the Box, episode 10. It is the post-selection show episode of the podcast. Gray Robertson and Tom Canterbury here with you. As always, we are back from College Station. We had the Good Bull Barbecue. We saw a lot of softball games, and it was a long trip away from home, Tom, but enjoyable, I would say. It was overall a really fun trip. It was long. Felt as though I was away from Tuscaloosa for at least seven months. <laughs> but yeah, I was happy to get back home, but it, it was a really good week and a half obviously got the uh, we talked about it last podcast but the opportunity to clinch the regular season and a uh, just an unbelievable weekend getting the sweep over LSU for Alabama and then uh, a great tournament run which uh, ended up falling one run short against uh, Kelly Barnhill in Florida in the championship game but uh, overall I thought it was a great week for everybody it was a lot of fun yeah but you folks are not tuning in to hear us recap the SEC tournament no because last night was the NCAA Tournament Selection Show. And before we get to that, here is your trip around the bases. It's a shortened episode. We will start at the plate, talk about Alabama's seeding and what that means and who they will play. Then we will combine advancing to first and stealing second. So we basically hit it in the gap and it's just a double. Yes. Basically. Sounds good. And we will talk about the seeding reactions overall to the top 16, which of those regionals looks most competitive, who could potentially be on upset alert, if there is a regional of death, which I think there is. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And it's involving an SEC team. Okay. We'll get to that later. Yes. We'll talk about the SEC hosts as well and the most dangerous SEC twos and threes. Then we will round third and make our official picks for the Women's College World Series. All right. Let's go. And uh, also one Dark Horse regional winner. So okay. Got to have one. All right. Got to have one. Got to have one. Okay. And then we will head home and do a Tom's Hungry post Good Bull edition. We did eat after Good Bull. It took a little, it took a little while. Yes. I was full for a while. <laughs> With the potato salad especially, but uh, yeah, we, we, we hit up a couple other places at AM and I was excited about it. I wonder if Steph still has that pint of potato salad. I hope I hope Allie got some of it. I know, me too. Yes. I was supposed to be called when that happened, but I never got a reaction. <laughs> you will notice that in the heading home segment, there is no off the wall. That is, be- and I had stuff. Oh, there's plenty of stuff. Things, for sure. But we've moved it to the first segment, Tom. Okay. Because... I don't think I've ever seen anything more off the wall than where Alabama was seated last night. The NCAA tournament selection show happened. BMO, the gang, they presented the bracket. Top four was released early. Alabama was not a part of that. I was surprised. Yeah. But, you know, fine. Five. I thought it would be five, right. Keep going. Five. Not Alabama. Six. Not Alabama. Seven. Not Alabama. Common thread. Five, six, and seven. All teams Alabama beat. It's amazing how that works. But then we get to eight. And Alabama was announced as the number eight national seed. Obviously, you're thrilled you're hosting twice. Mm -hmm. That's a complete positive any way you look at it. But you weren't in the room. I was watching the players' reactions. And as each seed line went by, just the looks of shock on everybody's face. And I was admittedly a little angry because I know that it's hard sometimes to put these brackets together and no one's ever going to be happy, but there seemed to be pretty much universal disagreement yeah. to this decision. And I'm wondering what your reaction was since we weren't together. What yeah. was your reaction to seeing Alabama's in number eight national seed? I believe the word I used several times on social media was absolute farce. 
It was a farce that Alabama was a number eight seed. The SEC regular season champion, a championship that you strive for for over two months. Also, sorry to butt in, number one rated conference in the RPI. Yes, yes, and historically the, the best conference in America. You've worked for over two months to win that conference by four games. They won it with a game left to spare. And for a team to do that and have to sweat it out to have a, whether or not they were going to host super regionals is utterly ridiculous. An absolute farce. And then you also look at who is ranked ahead of Alabama common sense, a team that Alabama beat three out of four times including those three times at that opponent at their home spot is somehow ranked three spots ahead of them after they beat them by one run on a neutral field. When the, when Alabama did not throw their one or two pitcher to start the game, you have that in again, after that team had to have a come from behind victory to beat the number 11 team in the conference. Bev Smith, right. this is all your fault. On on the first day, and by the way, that team was having to play an extra day because they finished middle of the pack in the conference at number 5 nationally. They're ranked higher nationally than they are in the SEC. Farcical, absolutely ridiculous. Arizona coming in at number 6. I don't have a huge problem with it. Actually, all you had to have done if you'd have put Alabama number 8 and Florida, um, Alabama number five, and Florida number eight, this bracket kind of makes sense. I'd be okay with it. But Arizona at number six, that's a, that's a good spot for them, but they should not be two, ranked two spots ahead of Alabama, who Alabama went to Tucson and beat them in a head-to-head matchup. And then you have at number seven, Minnesota, who they're, who the committee says is being rewarded for playing a tough non-conference schedule. They didn't win a single one of those games. And the, and the two biggest games they played in the non-conference were against Alabama, and Alabama beat them twice. How in the world can you justify them after they go through? Yeah, they went through their conference schedule. They, they, they played really, really well. And the Big Ten finished third in the Big Ten and is somehow the first in the Big Ten ranked in, in the seeding process and ranked ahead of Alabama. It just doesn't make common sense. I'm, and this is not coming from a person. Yes, I'm biased toward Alabama, but I'm as unbiased as a biased man can be. And I think it just doesn't make any common sense for those teams to be ranked ahead of the SEC champion, Alabama Crimson Tide. No, it makes no sense. Farcical, terrible, terrible job by this committee. When I did my bracketology, Tom, what was the one contingent I always said? I always said head to head has to matter. So I would look yeah. at these resumes, and I would put teams, if they were equal or maybe just a, you know, a little bit of a difference, yeah. I would look at head-to-head, and head-to-head had to matter, in my opinion. And I never got that vibe from the committee. It did not, it did not matter. It did not no. matter from, it did not matter head-to-head. It didn't matter what you did during the majority of the season. It's like the committee looked at what the results of what happened in February and March, skipped ahead to the last week of the, of the regular season or conference tournaments. And just, all right, based on that, just totally ignored what happened in the conference slate in the regular season. Did Alabama have a quote unquote, poor strength of schedule? Yes. By the numbers, because Alabama did play some teams 
that some of them that are normally, you know, pretty good that had a bad year. And you, you can't know that when you're making the schedule for the most part. And then you did play some teams, you know, the Niagara's and people like that, that you knew were going to be probably not very good, but you had them on the schedule and you played them. But most importantly, the teams that were highly ranked on that non-conference schedule, Alabama beat. And they stayed highly ranked. Right. If and they the, were highly ranked yes. when Alabama played them. It's not like they were overrated at the beginning of the year no. and dropped off. Yeah. They got better as the sure. season went on. Right. So uh, so they played them. And then we're seeing p- teams like Minnesota, as I mentioned, being rewarded for, quote unquote, playing a hard non-conference schedule, but not winning any of those games. Well, if the, if that is the logic of the committee, Kentucky should be the number one overall. N- number seed. one overall. You should just you know do it based on strength of schedule or. I mean, a lot of this was basically based on RPI. If we're yeah. going to just seat on RPI, then why have a committee? Yeah, that's right. If you're going to do that, fine. But just let everybody know that that is the, that is the standard. We're, ba- we're sitting it based on the RPI. No need to even, you know, why, why are we paying for you people to come to in- Indianapolis and feed you and, and put you up in nice hotels and give you all the computers and all the, the stats and everything else when you're, it's not going to matter? It makes no sense. It doesn't. And let me read a few facts. These are facts. Alabama 6-1 and one versus teams seeded ahead of them in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Lowest seeded SEC regular season champion since 2007 when Tennessee was the five seed. The five. Everything else since then was higher than a five for the SEC regular season champs. Utterly ridiculous nine and one versus the rpi top 10 don't forget lsu the number 10 overall seed bama swept in baton rouge as well right so alabama so lsu is number 10 correct okay check seeded number 10 alabama swept the five overall seed and the 10 overall seed at their place and is somehow the eighth having lost seven total games this year I don't get it. Have I mentioned this is a farce? And if you really want to see how confusing this was for everybody, go look at the Florida Twitter. And there's a video yeah, yeah. of the team watching the seating announcement. They were as surprised as Alabama was to not be at five. Florida was as surprised to be in that spot. They should have been. I mean, we were talking with Florida people there. They didn't even think no. they, they weren't even sure they would be a lock to host supers after the game. Right. Which I thought it was fine. I thought they were a lot going into the championship. Five, no way. I had them at the seven. Yeah. It's farcical. And what's the, what the worst part is, I actually agree with you. I don't think that overall the committee did a bad job picking the 16, seeding the teams. I had a couple questions. Ole Miss a little high. But, yeah, but yeah, there's always going to be. Yeah, that's how it works. I actually thought they did a really good job. They put together interesting Super Regionals matchups as well. But all of that will be overshadowed by this. Right. It's just, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. I'm trying to find more (laughs) going through the thesaurus to find more adjectives to talk about how poorly the committee did in their seating, especially of Alabama. And at the same time though, Tom, I would like to thank the committee because this team has been doubted since day one. Yeah. And we talked about it on the very first broadcast. There's something special about this team. They were doubted. They went out and won the SEC. By four games, mm-hmm. just reinforcing that. And they are still being doubted. So you know what? Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, everybody, for continuing to doubt. Because I saw the look in the eyes of Patrick Murphy. I saw the look in the eyes of Stephanie Van Brekel Prothrow and Courtney Gettens and Reagan Dykes and Taylor Clark and all these players I was sitting around. Thank you. 
because they're not screwing around. (laughs) It's about to get real, folks. And I do feel bad if you're in Alabama's way on the road to Oklahoma City because, good Lord, (laughs) they're going – they're so angry and they're – they're not going to get bothered by it because that was a point Patrick Murphy made. They're not going to get bothered by this like Minnesota was. This is not in the head of Alabama because in the grand scheme, it's not like that. They still get two regionals at home. Mm -hmm. This is not a PO'd angry. This is a motivated angry that this team will be and look out. It's it's similar to, which again, you can use that number eight again from being ranked number eight in the preseason in the in the conference, lots of advertising for KB sides. Yes, oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, she and, and she's going to be very important in in the Alabama's postseason run uh, that sh- that we're going to see. But yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's going to be a motivating factor. I think the loss to Florida in the SEC championship game was going to be a more motivating factor, regardless. And now you know the the absolute disrespect going forward is, and and I agree with you. It's Alabama cannot they cannot fall into what happened to Minnesota a couple of years ago. Uh, when they came to Tuscaloosa, I know we've talked about it before, but in case you haven't heard my thoughts on that situation with Minnesota, they came to Tuscaloosa. They were the number one team in the polls, but they were not rewarded as a top 16 seed by the NCAA tournament, by the committee. They were probably, I guess if you're looking at it, they were the number 17 because they had to come to Alabama as the 16. Right. And they never got over it. They were talking, you know, they would they get mad at reporters in the press conference for asking about it, but then they would bring it up again later. You know, that they just they never got over the, the disrespect that that was shown to them. And then they had to come to a good Alabama team and Alabama was able to win in two classic games against the, the Gophers. But I really I really think that part of the reason why Minnesota lost is because they never got over and never just came in that we're going to now play softball and try to win. Alabama is not going to be in that situation. Again, it's different because Alabama is at home. They're going to continue to have that that regional streak, uh, continue to try to keep on that win streak overall in regionals. The only team in in America that the only program in America that's been to every super regional round there has been. I uh, would love to see that continue here this year, and it, then uh, it's going to be a motivation factor. You still in the top eight, so that's the most important thing. It's disappointing that you're going to probably have to play Oklahoma in the first round in Oklahoma in Oklahoma City in the World Series if you make it. Uh, but you know, cross that bridge when you get to it. Just you know, you got to take care of the business that's in front. Well, the point Stephanie Van Brinkle Protho made last night afterwards was, hey, I mean, we're going to have to beat everybody anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't matter when you draw Oklahoma. Sure. You're probably going to have to play them anyway if you really wanted to accomplish the goals you set out for yourself. I would love to. We, we, I, I talked with Steph when she was talking about what her mom was saying about different things. And I know she's I think Mama Van Brinkle is going to be here for, <laughs> for regionals. I would like to invite her. To, to come, I, so I would love to hear her, her comments and her thoughts. Join us on the uh, air yes, at any point. Come on. Third down. inning. Come on in. Let's go. Because I'm sure sure she was real excited about the way that the, the committee treated Alabama as well. So anyway, that is the off the wall segment. I've never thought about doing off the wall this early. I've never thought there would be a reason. Mm. But committee, you were off the wall. And and I again, I, I understand how hard it is to do all of the committee stuff. I've talked to people on past committees, basketball, football. Like it is hard right, right. to do this. It, it is. It is a very difficult yes. job. Mistakes are made. Right, but it's even more difficult when you obviously do not do research. Yeah, when you obviously do not care enough about the athletes, care enough about the sport in general to actually do the right thing. And it's again, that's that's coming from somebody who just wants to see the sport continue to improve and be more popular. Right. Yeah. You know, it ha- it happened that the team that I follow that I followed before I was even the play by play guy for, you know, the, the university I graduated from 
that they're the ones that have been hit by the brunt of the committee's failure this time. But just in general, somewhat like the officiating in, in, in games, it's not fair to the athletes for people to just not take it seriously enough to get it right. About, about the only way I can put it. So the committee was off the wall. But either way, we've still got Tuscaloosa Regional, Mm -hmm. and we've got three teams, three good teams coming in. You've got Arizona State out of the Pac-12, RPI number 27, and then Lipscomb, the winners out of the Atlantic Sun, 37 in the RPI, and congratulations to the SWAC champions, Alabama State. Yeah. They'll be coming in. So those are the three teams entering this weekend. Alabama plays four-seed Alabama State at 530 on Friday, Lipscomb, Arizona State is at three. Arizona State is an interesting team. They've got one of the best offenses in the country. I'm looking at their stat sheet now. Two batters above 400. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then three others all above 325. The issue with this Sun Devils team is the pitching. The best ERA on the team is 4.14. Yikes. So, advantage Alabama. Has to be. Yeah, I would say for sure. Because if you had to pick a weakness, offense or defense, it would be offense for Alabama. Pitching is never going to be a problem this no. year. Nope. So favor Alabama. And Lipscomb, very good team. They've won a bunch of games in a row, but they don't have really the offense I think it takes. They've got a couple players uh, with good batting average. We've got a couple over 300, but pitching is fine. They've got... A couple good arms in the circle. But they did that in the A-Sun. That's right. I'm not sure that this will be that challenging of a regional. We're not getting... Now, that being said, everybody's good. Yeah, all all regionals are challenging. Yes, but this is not Minnesota coming in. Uh, This is more, I think, comparable to last year. Yeah. And, you know, you have Arizona State, who was probably, if you would have to rank them, kind of upper middle of the pack in the Pac-12. Pac-12 back to closer to what they normally are they've they'd had a couple of down years out west but they're they're pretty they're getting back you know we watched some of that arizona ucla weekend series this past weekend high level softball being played there oh, yeah. washington obviously had a really good year and arizona state kind of at the top of the middle of the pack the you know it's kind of, they're in there with like where stanford was this year stanford had a had a, a renovation type year uh, rejuvenated themselves up into the pack 12 so it's you know it's it's a good team coming in kind of reminds me of is a few years ago when Washington, when a freshman, Taryn Alvello, came in as the number two seed. We had Cal the year after that. Uh, so it, it's one of those you're, you're not going to be able to just roll the helmets out there and beat them. You're going to have to play well. But if you play, you know, you play your game, you should be able to win. So that is the Tuscaloosa Regional. And then the Super Regional matchup, the Texas Longhorns. Your coach of the year in the midseason. Yeah. Mike White, your surprise team of the year. Yeah, this is the team that we thought would challenge Oklahoma in the Big Twelve. Didn't really happen. <laughs> they, they did not. Nor did, did anybody in the Big Twelve <laughs> challenge anyone. <laughs> I'm excited. I, yeah. I think this is a fun matchup. Texas. I haven't studied them. I will when we get to that point. I know they've got Miranda Ellis, great pitcher, transfer out of Oregon. This is going to be a lot of fun for me. My best friend growing up, Texas graduate. No, oh, yeah. So I already called him. We already talked some smack. I, and I think that. It's a classic Alabama-Texas matchup in that it's two big names, two good teams, and then you factor in all the controversy about Alabama seeding. I think we're going to see some pretty historic crowd numbers the next two weekends at Road Stadium. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely the case. We were already seeing it you know, during the regular season this year. We saw uh, some of the series where you know, in past years we'd have good crowds but not the – 
almost sellout crowds that we that we had, like I'm thinking of the Mississippi State series, right? People like that. That wow, we saw a lot of people come out and support the team out at Rhodes. I think a lot of people are just enjoying kind of the resurgence of Alabama this year, even though, again, Alabama's quote-unquote bad years are making it Super Regionals and not <laughs> making it Oklahoma City. But the fan base is is juvenile. They're ready to go. Should be, if it is, if it does end up being Texas, which Texas is going to have to play well in their regional to, yeah. have, to make it. We'll talk about um, that. Yeah, so it's, but if it if it does hold up to chalk seed-wise, should be a great uh, a great series. Now, if, if we... And I know we'll re- probably redo it after the postseason, but if we do our end of the year surprise teams and coach of the year, things like that, Texas and Mike White would not be on my <laughs> list anymore. Uh, they, they were they were a uh, a team that did great in the pre-conference and, and looked good, but then had some issues once they got into conference play. So yeah, the, the names are great and, and the team the team is still good. So it should be a fun series if that matchup happens. I, I want to play now. Can yeah. we just start today? <laughs> I'm ready to go. And I know Gosh. the team is too. After this past week, and again, Alabama played, I thought they played really well overall in College Station at Texas yeah. A&M. You just ran into Kelly Barnhill, who decided to be, you know, her uh, superwoman, Kelly Barnhill self, and Alabama still had a chance to win that ball game if it wasn't for a world-class at-bat by Amanda Lorenz. That literally was fair by an yeah. inch. Literally. Right. After two batters earlier, another one that was barely fair on, on a slap. And on a pitch, if you go back and watch, it was a, it was a, it was ball four. Yeah. And maybe 3% of human beings could put bat on ball there at all, let yeah. alone somehow keep it fair down the line. She's just really good. Right. So, you know, and it's a 2-1 game is a heck of a softball game. All the credit to Florida. They they played the best over one week of this uh, of the series of, of the year. Basically all that happened. I would also like to point out, and one thing as, as we're talking about Florida for just a moment, one of the things the committee is supposed to look at is how the team is playing down the stretch. Right. In the final 10 games, 15 games, whatever the, the metric year, metric is. Florida, I think within that 10-game stretch, is including a home series loss to Mississippi State. Yes. yes. I, you know, Alabama is including a home series loss to K- Kentucky. Kentucky better than Mississippi State. That's true. You know, and you can't, I don't think if you're looking at that and saying, and you're punishing Alabama, and I don't know if that's what the committee looked at. One of the things was you're going to punish Alabama for losing that, that three game series to Kentucky toward the end of the year. How can you do that and not punish Florida for losing to a much worse Mississippi state team a week later, by the way, right? I don't know. I, here's the other thing I kept trying to figure out answers, trying to figure they're trying. There's, there's none. No, other than, unless you just said, unless you just Put those strength of schedules right next to each other. But at non-conference, right. overall strength of schedule, not a huge difference. Right, exactly. I have said, again, I'm not on the committee, but I have said it doesn't matter to me if you're 26 versus like 10. Yeah. Like that's not that's not that big of a difference. It shouldn't be. Now, if it's no. like 50 and 14, okay. Yeah. Right. That wasn't the case with overall strength of schedule. Alabama's one knock was non-conference strength of schedule. And it appe- and that's what hurt them in the RPI, and it appears like that was the main metric, the RPI and non-conference strength of schedule, that this year's committee decided to look at. Right. And it'd be different if Alabama had hosted a bunch of tournaments, like, say, <clears throat> Georgia, who... And they, <laughs> Subtle. And, right, and just brought in absolute nobodies for those tournaments. Alabama went to two different tournaments that they have no control over who else is in the field, in Troy and Hawaii, uh, three Arizona as well, and Arizona, yes, yeah. But I was going, but with Troy and Hawaii, where you know you're going for the destination, you're not going for the for the competition, right? 
you go into Arizona for the competition, you got good competition. You got Arizona, you got South Florida. Both those teams are, are good. Cal State Fullerton. Cal State Fullerton. Also in the field. And right. Illinois Chicago would have been as well, but they lost in the Horizon League championship game. Right. So they were right there, and, and New Mexico gave Arizona all they wanted in the, in the game, and, and Alabama too. I don't see how you're getting punished for that. Well, it happened. I know. And now we have to roll with it. Yeah, you just got to so, go play. But It is what it is. That is a major off-the-wall segment and a little preview of the Tuscaloosa Regional. You can catch a bigger preview of that when we're on the air because hopefully we can use a little bit of the Alabama State game to preview the rest of the regional. <laughs> that is certainly the hope. That is the plan. But first, before we get into regional play for Alabama this weekend, Tom, we've put it in play. And we're going to go ahead and advance the first and steal second. Put it in the gap. We're going to do it all. Let's go. It's a double. We are Kaylee Tao. We are advancing to first and stealing second here on the Out of the Box podcast. We're going to go over everything. All 16 seeds. Who's in trouble? Who's hosting that maybe shouldn't be? Who are the tough two seeds? And what could the Super Regionals matchups look like? It's all coming up here on episode 10 of Out of the Box. Welcome back, folks. We are advancing to first and stealing second on this combined segment. This this feels like the uh, this is the Festivus airing of grievances podcast. <laughs> Basically, as we are airing our grievances at the farcical job that the committee did. In case you missed it. <laughs> Which you just heard, I'm right. sure. We didn't agree with Alabama seeding. Not a fan. Not a fan. I actually think the committee did a fine job on the rest of the bracket, though, and let's talk about that. We'll start in your upper left quadrant and move around. If you've got a bracket in front of you, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, NCAA.com is a beautiful printed bracket. You can look at it and see what we're talking about. The number one overall seed, Oklahoma. No surprise. No shock at all. Their regional includes UMBC, Wisconsin, and Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin was apparently on the bubble a bit. Notre Dame did beat Florida State this year, but cakewalk, right? I mean, unless UMBC can conjure up basketball magic, I, I'm I'm not sure there's a real challenge here for OU. I think a little, I think that might be a little little cheeky uh, shot <laughs> trying to you know drop some intrigue with putting UMBC there. Maybe they'll bring their uh, social media maven. Please to come out there. That'd be great. That guy was awesome. Yeah, to bring out against Oklahoma. That's. Yeah, I don't see that being much of a uh, of a challenge for Oklahoma other than Notre Dame. Again, they they had the historical success here this year of beating uh, Florida State, so they won't be as maybe as intimidated as some others might be. So it uh, won't be a cakewalk there, but I don't expect someone to be Oklahoma twice, that's for sure. The 16 national seed, Northwestern, getting in over James Madison. I had JMU as a 16. Yeah. You didn't think three Big Ten teams would host, but I did not. here we are. Yeah. That was, again, somewhat surprising there. But here's the thing. All right. So Northwestern's out-of-conference not I mean, schedule, strength schedule, not good. Numerically, it was better than you would think, but they didn't play any big names. They didn't play, and they yeah. didn't win very many of those right. games. Yeah, so they obviously they ran through a Big Ten schedule, but I don't understand how what they were able to do was good enough to get them over a hump of you know ahead of somebody like James Madison or somebody like that to get that 16 seed in Alabama being eight. But that's all right. I'll try. Northwestern. I'll try to let it go. It's it's fine. It's fine. Northwestern's (laughs) best out of conference win was Drake 
23 in the RPI. That was the previous edition. I didn't update the numbers on yeah. my sheet because why would I? The tournament's right. out. Right. This is a Northwestern team, however, that has beaten Louisville a couple times, and the Cardinals mm-hmm. are in the Northwestern Regional along with yeah. Southern, Southern mm-hmm. Illinois and Detroit Mercy. I see Louisville as the only competitive team here, but again, I don't think this is very hard for Northwestern. Yeah, it shouldn't be other than maybe just, you know, the the spotlight being on some of those players at Northwestern that it's never been on before. Uh, so as long as they don't have the deer in the headlights looks, I think they'll be able to come out. So let's keep moving down. The number nine national seed, the Texas Longhorns, mm-hmm. potential super regional matchup with Alabama. Texas has Sam Houston State, Houston, and Texas A&M. Congratulations yeah. to Joe Evans for making the field. So all 13 SEC teams make it. Uh, so you would think there'd be, you know, if all 13 teams, that's a really good conference to win by four games that so you should be higher than an eight seed if you uh, if you win that. But that being said, A&M against Texas, well, that, that's that's interesting. Like how the committee kind of made that happen. You almost could kind of see it coming. Right? Oh, yeah. And it, hey, if Kendall Potts pitches well, who knows? And I don't know a lot about Houston. I didn't really study them up, but they also have some good wins. They beat Kentucky this year. Yeah. So this isn't going to be easy breezy for texas i do expect texas to win that regional but yeah there are going to be some tough matchups there yeah there's a tough matchup whoever they have to play in the second round assuming they beat sam houston state which they should uh either houston or texas a&m they're going to give texas a good game it's going to be it's going to be a, it's, it's you know tougher for them to get out than say northwestern in the quadrant above so i as much as i would look forward to alabama texas in Tuscaloosa, I'm not I'm not for sure saying it's going to happen at this point. Ooh, we'll get yeah. to that later. Mm-hmm. Let's keep moving down. We've already talked about Tuscaloosa. Gainesville, Florida, the number five overall seed. Yeah, they are. Against Boston U, Boise State, and Stanford. And, of course, we circle Stanford because that is Jessica Allister, former head coach of Minnesota. Yep. We know how good she has done in her first couple years with the Cardinal. But, again, I look at this regional it seems easy for Florida, but then again, they can't throw Kelly Barnhill every game. So I think they can. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think they will. I mean, I wouldn't throw her against Boston, but after that, I, I would not expect to see anybody else start a game. I'm just saying, if if Kelly's a little off, mm-hmm. Florida could be. Uh, they could get upset by anybody. Sure, and but that that's been the case most of the year. And, but unfortunately, we saw Kelly Barnhill not be off at all. Right. And if she's not off at all, then they're going to be hard to beat anytime. Boise, I think, was one of those bubble teams that got in uh, with a good record. Uh, but Sanford, you know, you talk about what, what she's been able to do out there. Sanford had fallen to the worst in the conference for three or four years. Yeah. To be back where they are, a great job by her. And, you know, I, if I had to pick, I'd say Sanford will beat Boise, and it'll be Sanford and Florida there in that winner's bracket game. And that's going to be one where, you know, Barnhill's going to have to pitch well to beat to beat the Cardinal. Moving on down, Knoxville, Tennessee. This is a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Tennessee gets Longwood, Ohio State, and North Carolina. North Carolina, a team that lost to UNC Central, also won a series over Florida State and beat Georgia on the road earlier this year. Right. I mean, it's tricky. This is not easy for Tennessee by any stretch. No, and I think a lot is what a lot of what's going to happen in this regional is being decided right now because Tennessee did not play well in their one one and done in College Station. That, that was a, that it was, was a, ugly. That was an ugly performance against Auburn. Um, so if they don't get that figured out, they won't win this regional. But if they 
you know, get whatever their, whatever their issue is figured out, they should be able to win it probably going away because they have the depth of pitching that nobody else in that regional has. It's just whether or not they can hit. Moving on down on the left side, 13 overall seed Oklahoma State welcomes in BYU, a good Tulsa team, and Arkansas, who was kind of fixing things as the regular season ended up. This is one of my starred sections because I think this is a real upset chance, and I, I kind of like Arkansas a little prematurely here and Tulsa's not bad either. I mean, this right. is a really tough draw for Oklahoma state. Yeah, it is a tough draw. And also you're having to play a day early. You're, you've got the Thursday, Friday, Saturday regional because of BYU being in town and uh, BYU's had a good season as well. So it, it is, it is a tough uh, slot for Oklahoma state and they've gotten a, they've had a better overall year than usual. So they're, you know, for them to be a 13 seed, if you'd have told them that at the beginning of the season, they'd probably take it. But that they were they were set to have a better year than that, and then they ran into Oklahoma and uh, at the end of the year, and they weren't. They probably could have used a better Big Twelve tournament, and then they only got one one day of it done before the before the tournament got canceled because of weather. So that probably hurts them more than anything. And also worth noting, Oklahoma State did split the season series with Tulsa, mm-hmm. so that's going to be tough for the some, Cowgirls. Yeah, some familiarity there with the Hurricane. And finally, your final quadrant on the left side, the Tallahassee Regional. This is also, I think this is sneaky tough. Florida State, number four overall seed, South Carolina, South Florida, and Bethune-Cookman. South Florida's got a couple great pitchers. They've got uh, Georgina Corrick, yeah. who's, I think, ERA is still sub one. If not, it's around there. And then South Carolina, who can hit the long ball and can be really dangerous when they keep Dixie Rayleigh in the circle. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't think this is easy breezy for Florida State either. No, I don't I don't think so. But they, you know, Florida State had a couple of series and toward the, I'd say, the middle, the end of the middle of the season in the conference where they, again, they lost to North, North Carolina and Louisville in three game series. But since then they seem to have kind of figured it out and they hammered North Carolina in the ACC championship game in their tournament. But yeah, South Florida is playing really well. South Carolina, you know, they played Florida really well for five innings and then they took out Dixie Rayleigh. Why? That's we still don't know. It's, it's, it's possible, but I'd pick Florida state to come out of it. So your left side super regionals matchups would be one Oklahoma, 16 Northwestern, nine, Texas, eight, Alabama, five, Florida, 12, Tennessee, fourth straight year. Florida has been matched up with an sec team in supers and Easy. four Florida state, 13, Oklahoma state, by the way, that's easily avoidable committee. If, if you really wanted to. So of those four, what would catch your eye other than Alabama, Texas, right? I personally, would be most intrigued by Florida, Tennessee, just because Tennessee has already won a series in Gainesville. Yeah, uh, but that was the first series of the season in, in the conference. So both these teams have changed so much since since then. And again, I just we get Tennessee's got to figure out what the problem is. Yeah, yeah. And if they if they do that, then yeah, I'm intrigued by that. But if if they just kind of squeak through somehow and they're still not playing very well, would not be shocked if Florida just completely runs through it. So let's move to the right side, start up top. Number three overall seed, Washington, mm-hmm. with Fordham, Seattle U, and Mississippi State. Oh, sorry, Van. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's tough. It's a long trip. It's a it's it's not a short flight from Starkville <laughs> to not, Seattle. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a uh, <laughs> I don't think there's a straight shot there. There's going to have to be a connection or two <laughs> to get you from Starkville <laughs> to uh, to Seattle. Yeah, I mean Mississippi State, you know, with the 
the mashers at the top of that order, they can be dangerous. So it's going to come down to whether if Elvello and Plain are pitching like they were in, in the postseason last year. Yeah, Mississippi State is going to need Emily Williams to not walk people. Mm-hmm. Tall ask, but they're going to need that. And they have to get home runs from Falelu and Mia Davidson. They can't be singles. I mean, they right. have to be home runs. Yep. Got it. Got it. Got to score. You're going to have to outscore these people if you're going to beat them out there in Seattle. And I, I want to say, didn't they go to Arizona State last year? Yeah, yes, they did. In I believe. Yeah, so another trip out west for Mississippi State. Tough call. Right below them, 14 Kentucky getting Virginia Tech, the ACC champions. Yeah. Illinois, a bubble team getting in, and Toledo. Virginia Tech has some good pitchers. Illinois is a good offense, but I've seen Kentucky now probably, I think, five times in person. This seems like Kentucky should unless the injury to Grace Ballman is more significant than we think, right. Kentucky should get through this regional. That's I think that's what it all all kind of boils down to is Ballman because hitting wise, having having seen in consecutive days in college station the Georgia offense, Abby Cheek and the Kentucky offense and Amanda Lorenz and the Florida offense, Abby Cheek is the most dangerous batter probably in America. Yep. So I I felt best the entire weekend, I felt as good about Sarah Cornell's strikeout of Abby Cheek than I felt about Scholar Wallace's walk-off home run. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's just... Our reaction in the booth was about the same, honestly, for <laughs> right. those. Yeah, for those two events. So, Abby Cheek, you know, if if she gets on a roll, you know, Kentucky's not only a problem for anybody else in that Lexington Regional, they're a problem for the people in Seattle if they head that way. We will see who gets out of the Lexington Regional, and we'll pick that later on. Moving on down to Oxford, Ole Miss 11, SEMO, Chattanooga, and Louisiana with Summer Ellison, who is the winningest pitcher in America this year, a SEMO team that won at Arkansas this season, and a Chattanooga team with, if you look up and down at the four seeds, one of the better records of yeah. all of the mid-major winners. Mm-hmm. And Ole Miss coming in, not playing very well. This is my region of death, Tom. Oh. I think this is going to be a huge challenge for Ole Miss to win this regional. Yeah, I agree. And this is one of those, you know, the travel issues there because really that Louisiana team should probably be going to Chicago to play at Northwestern. If they're, you know, I, I can't imagine either them or James Madison should be going there if you were doing it based solely on seating and not on travel. But, you know, because it's, it's a southern central and Louisiana can bus to Oxford, that's probably what they're doing there. That is, that is a incredibly tough draw for Ole Miss. I agree. So we'll see what Mike Smith can do. We'll see what happens in Oxford. Ole Miss will take on the winner of the Tucson Regional, six-seed Arizona, Harvard from the Ivy League, sneaky good Mountain West champion Colorado State, and Tom, a recently hot Auburn team that might get Michaela Martin back, although at this point I doubt it. I think Arizona is going to win, but we've seen what happens when Auburn gets good pitching from Lexi Hanley and Chardonnay Harris and the rest of the team, Ashley Swindle. If they can get good pitching to minimize the power from Arizona, 
Auburn could could somehow surprise and win this regional. Yeah, Auburn, you know, the hot, the lowest seeded team to ever make the SEC semifinals as a as the 10 seed and then yeah, not only did they win, they were shutting out people until they faced Florida. So, yeah, the, I think that pitching staff has kind of come around without Michaela Martin and that they can they can mash it some, so it'll be interesting to see what they have when they go up against Arizona. I th- I don't see Arizona having much problem with either Harvard or Colorado State, but it could it could be interesting if they match up with the Tigers. Yeah, watching Arizona, it seems to me that it's a tall order, but if you can neutralize their power, not give up the three-run home run, maybe mm. give up a solo shot, you've got a chance. If they can hit three-run homer, you know, a two-run homer, a couple of those in a game, you're not beating them. All right. It also really helps if you have Montana Fouts. And Auburn does not have Montana Fouts. <laughs> or even Rachel Garcia couldn't yeah, minimize Arizona that much. Montana Fouts did. <laughs> eighth the, seed. The eighth overall seed, Alabama Crimson died. Let's move on down to the seven seed, Minnesota. Congratulations to the Gophers for hosting. I did think they would get a host. Didn't think they'd be a seven. But congratulations, and yeah. that's a good program. I find it interesting that the team that won neither the conference or tournament uh-huh. in the Big Ten is the top eight seed. But they did play Alabama twice in the non-conference. How'd, that, how'd those games go? Uh, they, they did not win either one. Okay, just checking. Yeah. yeah. In the Minneapolis Regional, you've got North Dakota State, maybe the toughest four seed. Okay. Probably not maybe. I would say they are. All right. Drake, mm-hmm. Nicole Newman in there as well. well. She's a finalist for top 10 player of the oh, year. All of the perfect games. And Georgia. Yeah. This is my other region of death. Don't screw up, Minnesota. Because congratulations, Minnesota, you're hosting. Yeah. Here are three teams that could all beat you <laughs> that could all very win. easily. Yes. And maybe it'll happen. I mean, I don't know who to pick. Because I do. I like that Drake team. Sure. I like Georgia. I said weeks ago, I went back and listened to some of the old shows on my drive from Texas. I got through a lot of them. It was a long drive. <laughs> that is a long haul. Yes. I, I made some comments saying that I thought Georgia had the capability to make a Super Regionals run and be that spoiler too. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota has not done well in the past against SEC teams historically in this tournament. And they're 0-5 against SEC teams this year. Yeah. And that's just Georgia. Again, they could get Drake with Nicole Newman, who threw a perfect game in a conference tournament. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you think? I like it. I like, I like, I like what you're putting out there. <laughs> it's going to be really hard yeah. for the Gophers. I'd hate to see it. You'd hate to see it. <laughs> we'll get to our picks for that later on. Right below them, not as tough, but still a little difficult. Number 10 overall seed LSU, Monmouth. Texas Tech out of the Big 12. And, Tom, I think we really have to talk about this Louisiana Tech team. Yeah. There is no better story in college softball right now than this Lady Texter squad. On my drive back, I pulled off to get gas. And coincidentally, I looked up and I was in Ruston. And I, I've actually pulled off at the exit where Louisiana Tech's main campus and athletic facilities are. And so I just I drove down the road. And the, we saw pictures from the tornado and how – it just destroyed the softball stadium and and the baseball field and the tennis courts. Mm-hmm. It was somehow worse Man. seeing it in person. Yeah, and that was a couple weeks ago. And for this team to come into Birmingham, win the Conference USA tournament, and make the NCAA's with all of that swirling around, I mean, it's it's incredible. And I honestly wish they would win this regional because I want that story to keep going. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, it's awesome. It's yeah. great. I mean, the heart, the grit being at playing for your city, I think it's just great. Yeah. They do unfortunately get a, get a tough draw. there taking on Texas tech in the first game. Texas tech was one of those teams that, 
you know, we thought might be a, a regional host. Got two, took two from Kentucky last weekend, but you know, everyone's going to be good in the in the tournament when you get there. So yeah, we'll be rooting for t- Louisiana Tech and LSU, kind of like Tennessee. They got to figure something out. Yeah, what is, what is going on? I don't know. I really, I don't, and it's offensively, which is not right. where I thought the issue would be. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's it's necessarily anything against you if you get shut down by Alabama's pitching staff. I mean, that's that's just it's going to happen sometimes. Alabama. Montana Fouts, Sarah Cornell, and, and Crystal Goodman were all pitching extremely well in Baton Rouge. But then to come out and get shut out in their SEC tournament when they need to play well in the SEC tournament. With one hit. Yeah. That I just I don't understand. Crazy. Right below them, the 15 national seed Michigan, I think underseeded. I would have had Michigan higher than 15. Mm. They get St. Francis, a team we saw earlier this year, DePaul, and James Madison. No. Oh. And Megan Good. Mm. Look out. Yeah. This could be very interesting. You know, yeah, Megan Good in her 10th year at James Madison <laughs> uh, going to Michigan. And Michigan, after having a couple of down years back in, in the regional hosting mode and uh, this will be this will be a fun series, and DePaul was playing really well at the end of the year too. So all all three of those teams can can give Mich- Michigan a run here. So and that's kind of what you're expecting when you get t- down to you know the, the lower numbers in the seedings. You know the 13, 14, 15, 16. They're they're going to be tougher seeds, uh, tougher overall regionals. And finally, before we end this segment and get ready to round third, the Los Angeles regional with a familiar name. Number two seed UCLA, Weber State, Cal State Fullerton, team we saw this year, mm-hmm. and Missouri. Yeah. And I really feel for Missouri because mm. I think this is a team that had the potential to make some waves. They took the risk of playing in this postseason, got eliminated in game one of the SEC tournament, and now they have to go to UCLA. But they still got the full tournament experience in the SEC conversation, they refused <laughs> to leave. Flights canceled. <laughs> so we will not. We fought to be here. We're, I don't care. We lost. We're here. We're hanging out. Sweet Larissa. <laughs> yeah, it's it, that is a tough draw for them, though. But they were going to have to mash their way through whatever regional they get to anyway. Yeah. So, you know, and, and UCLA, that's a hitter's ballpark. And just unfortunately, you're going to have to go against probably Rachel Garcia. And that's that's. It's going to be fun. rough. No, it's going to be a little fun. tough. And so let's take a look at the right side. We'll zoom out. The super regional matchups, three Washington, 14 Kentucky, six Arizona, 11 Ole Miss, seven Minnesota, 10 LSU, two UCLA, 15 Michigan. A couple things catch my eye, Tom. First, Michigan and UCLA played this year. Michigan won that game. Yeah. So if those two teams met, that would be interesting to see how that factor plays in. If that game was kind of just non-conference fluky or whether Michigan can actually compete with UCLA. The concept of LSU going to Minnesota is fascinating to me. Yeah. Because I would love to see LSU fans tailgating in (laughs) Minneapolis. Yes. And I think Washington, Kentucky has an element of fascination because, again, if you can get good pitching performances from Kentucky, they can at times be a top five team in the country. And that includes having the potential to beat Washington. Yeah. Interesting, too, that you look at all four of those possible super regionals, you are seeing a team have to travel a long way. Yeah. Also, as you're, you're seeing Kentucky would have to take the long trip out to Seattle, uh, Ole Miss all the way out to Tucson. LSU all the way up to Minnesota and Michigan all the way out to uh, to LA. So there's not the uh, somewhat regional matchups you have on the other side of the bracket here. So that that could be interesting as well. You know, 
again, if, if somebody like LSU can figure it out and then somebody like Georgia gets the upset over Minnesota, then you can see LSU hosting that Super Regional. Maybe. I, I have a hard time seeing Minnesota winning that Regional. But we'll get to that. Yes. Because it is time for us to round third. When we come back, we will make some picks. Mm-hmm. Each Regional, Super Regionals, and our eight Women's College World Series teams. Are you ready, Tom? I Sure. (laughs) (laughs) That coming up here on episode 10 of Out of the Box. Welcome back, folks. We are rounding third here on Out of the Box. Gray Robertson, Tom Canterbury here with you. We have been talking about the NCAA tournament we talked about the seedings and whatnot. We just went through the whole bracket. And now let's make some picks, Tom. Okay. So we will start upper left. The Norman Regional. I've got Oklahoma. <laughs> you going to go on that limb? Yes. Taking yeah. a real risk here. I'll be out there with you. Okay. Boom. Easy. All right. Yeah. Number one overall seed, Oklahoma. Go ahead and pencil yourselves in. I say pencil because we've been wrong a couple times this year. <laughs> and they have historically had problems in regionals. Yes. Then, then they go on their runs. Right. And it's then, then they go crazy. Right. right. Yeah. Number sixteen overall seed Northwestern. Again, that's Louisville, Southern Illinois, and Detroit Mercy. I see a little competition from Louisville, but I've got Northwestern cruising through. Yeah, I'm, I'm along with you there. I think Louisville will give them give them a lot, but I'm going to go with Northwestern winning it. All right, moving on down the Austin Regional, Texas, Sam Houston State, Houston, and Texas A and M. I've got Texas, and I'm going to cede the floor to you, Tom, because it seems like you've got something in mind for this Austin Regional. I'm saying look out for those Texas Aggies. Whoa. Yeah. Gig them. Yes. I, I have no real real reason other than, you know, they fought so much just to get into this tournament. They overachieved, I think, really based on the way that look at what the rest of their, the rest of their roster looks like, even to be 28 and 25 to get some of the wins that they got this year. You know, we we joked about it, but it was impressive that they were able to win those Sunday games, avoiding the sweep. Uh, those winning seven. series when they had to, like the Arkansas series, right? And then just the fact that you know you get to go up against Texas, you know the the rivalry between the the Aggies and the Longhorns. I'm going to say Joe Evans and the Texas A and M Aggies get out of the Texas regional. Wow. Okay. Upset alert. Keep that in mind because we're going to pick supers later. Okay. Moving on to Tuscaloosa. Arizona State, Lipscomb, Alabama State, Alabama. Don't anger an elephant, mm-hmm. to quote the great Emily Petek. Alabama, easy. I'm not I'm not to the point of being able to say it's easy, but I agree with you. I think Patrick Murphy seems going to be angry. I think they're going to play well, and I think they win. I think they keep that regional streak, streak rolling, not only in overall regionals, but in actual individual regional games. I think that streak stays alive here after this year. Moving on down to Gainesville, 5-0 overall seed Florida hmm, against Boston U, Boise State, and Stanford. I've got Florida. And I, it, hot Kelly Barnhill, if she stays hot, it's no contest. Yeah, it, it's going to be yeah, – that's what it all comes down to. If, if Barnhill has a little bit of falter, I can see either a Boise State or Stanford at least maybe even winning a game. Uh, but I think Florida wins that regional. All right, moving on down to Knoxville, Tennessee against North Carolina, Ohio State, and Longwood. I actually like North Carolina to win a game over Tennessee. Maybe one of those you have to win two to win the regional games, but I do like Tennessee to take this region. I do too. I'm going to kind of 
cautiously pick Tennessee to win because again Tennessee's got to figure out what the problem is with their offense and if they don't even if they do that win that regional again the hot, hot Kelly Barnhill in Gainesville is going to be almost impossible for them to beat but I'll go with Texas Tennessee at this point number 13 overall seed as we move down on the left side to Stillwater Oklahoma State BYU Tulsa and Arkansas this one's tough not quite a regional of death but tough but I'm not going to pick the seeded team oh. I like Arkansas I think they've got the pitching. I think if you can neutralize the Oklahoma State bats, then you've got a chance. And Autumn Storms pitch really well down the stretch. And Mary Half, if she's hot, she's always a wild card. So give me Arkansas to win the Stillwater. I know you gave me the look because I bought in at the beginning of the year to Arkansas. I'm buying in one more time. Give me Arkansas to win the regional. Just... Just can't say off that new money. No. And also watch Tulsa because that's a team. I wouldn't be shocked if Tulsa won the regional. I mean, they're a very good team. Wasn't wasn't it Tulsa that beat Oklahoma in the in the Norman regional last year or the year before? It was so that was the year they lost to North Dakota State. And in the losers bracket, Tulsa had Oklahoma had down beat. to the final yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And that's OU what it was. hit a home run and right. the rest was history. And then the rest was indeed history at that point. But I yeah, they have had the success and the I've I would say if a team other than Oklahoma State comes out, I would say it'd be Tulsa instead of uh, instead of Arkansas. But I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. All right, we disagree. Going down to Tallahassee, Florida State, number four overall. Bethune Cookman, South Florida, and South Carolina. Tricky one. There's a lot of good pitching in this regional. Some good offenses as well. Give me Florida State, but I think they're going to be pushed, and I think they drop a game somewhere. I could see that. I think it's going to be a lot of close games, but I think Florida State wins and probably is undefeated. All right, moving over to the right side now. Up top, Washington and Seattle against Fordham, Seattle U, and Mississippi State. Mississippi State, if they get hot one day, have the chance, but I don't think their pitching's good enough to neutralize Washington for what would probably have to be three games. So give me the Huskies pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to be a big Mississippi State fan, but I, I think Washington will, will come out of it. Why is that, Tom? Not a big fan of Washington. Oh, okay. Don't, don't, don't like them or the city of Seattle in general. <laughs> too much Starbucks. <laughs> too much having to sort my own trash before I throw it away. <laughs> Moving on down to Lexington, number 14, Kentucky against Virginia Tech, Illinois, and Toledo. Your, your guys at Virginia Tech. Yes, Pete DeMoore. Yes. My guy. <laughs> Midseason coach of the year. And honestly, because they won the ACC, yeah. probably mm-hmm. mention him for national. Mm-hmm. That being said, this whole regional, that Kentucky's whole postseason comes down to Grace Ballman. She was day-to-day at the SEC tournament. Clearly, the day was not that day <laughs> when Alabama played the Wildcats. She didn't come in, even though the entire pitching staff did. I like Kentucky to win, but if Grace Ballman can't play, or that injury affects her effectiveness in the circle. I'll take Virginia Tech. But right now, I like Kentucky. Again, contingent on a healthy Grace Ballman. I'm along with you there. And like I said, Abby Cheek is the most terrifying uh, batter in the entire nation. Even if Kentucky's pitching isn't quite there because of the Ballman injury, I think Cheek will be able to at least smash them to at least Super Regionals. I do. We both take Kentucky, and yeah. that uh, sets up Washington, Kentucky, which we'll pick in a minute. Here we go. It's starting to get interesting. Down to the 11 seed, Ole Miss against Chattanooga, Southeast Missouri State, and Louisiana. The Raging Cajuns with Summer Ellison, our good buddy Sarah Hudek Mm -hmm. from Texas A&M, as well as Keely Milligan, also from Texas A&M. So a lot of members of the Raging Cajuns who have seen SEC pitching. Right. 
because of that, as well as Summer Ellison just being darn good in the circle and me not trusting Ole Miss, I'm taking Louisiana to win the Oxford Regional. Wow. I'm going to go along with you. Whoa. Yeah, I'm going to go out on that limb with you. I agree. I'd, Take Ole Miss, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Priya, I think Brad, at this point, that should definitely be the, <laughs> that would be the bet. I don't trust Ole Miss anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. And then once I think, you know, they had that opportunity to win the regular season if things had fallen correctly on the last week of the regular season in the SEC. And then they get sweet, swept by Georgia. And then they come into College Station, played pretty well against Mississippi State. But then, you know, they that they head up against that buzzsaw too, like Alabama did. I, I just don't think their confidence is probably where it needs to be to come in against such a tough regional slate. So I agree. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Louisiana. Moving on down to Tucson, number six, overall seed, Arizona, Harvard, Colorado state and Auburn. Tom, you go first this time. Who do you have? I just hope Auburn plays Harvard for no other reason than I can make so many jokes. Uh, <laughs> Twitter will be fun. <laughs> it'll be good times. Uh, but all that being I think Arizona wins and it's probably pretty easy. I think so, too. I wouldn't be shocked if Auburn took a game, but Arizona's really tough to beat down there. And they're they're think about how good they're feeling after winning two at UCLA. Right. That totally I'm sure that totally kind of erased the weekend before. Yeah. When they got swept by Washington. So uh, they were able to play spoiler and kept UCLA from winning that Pac-12 outright. And, you know, then then they get to host, you know, three teams they don't see very often. I'm sure, you know, you don't see a a Harvard or Auburn or even Colorado State in Tucson very often. And uh, I think sometimes that can be an advantage when you're not, you know, familiarity sometimes makes it easier for an upset to happen. That's why I think Louisiana has a little bit of familiarity with Ole Miss, so they, they have an opportunity there. None of those teams have familiarity with what they'll see with Arizona, so I'm going to go with the Wildcats. All right, moving on down to Minneapolis, number seven seed Minnesota, North Dakota State, Drake, and Georgia. I'm going to amend what I said a bit earlier. This is the region of death. The Ole Miss regional is the regional of supreme illness, but <laughs> this is the regional of death, plague, all of that pestilence it's all coming down it's very tough literally any of those teams could win it i mean even north dakota state that being said i'm going to stick to my gun stick with what i said a couple shows ago i'm going to take georgia wow i like georgia to win this regional all of my gut and all of my want and desire is for somebody other than minnesota to win this series win this regional which is why i'm going to pick minnesota Mm. yeah i just i you know sometimes you you kind of try to talk yourself into it. And it's not really because I agree that both Drake and Georgia are really good teams. Maybe the committee saw something I didn't. So I'm going to go with Minnesota. I will say this. If Drake can get the bats hot with Nicole Newman in the circle, oh, they're tough. Drake's going to sweep through there. I mean, yeah. if, if they can find a way to score runs consistently, yeah. look out. Moving on down to Baton Rouge, LSU, number 10 overall, Monmouth, Louisiana Tech, and Texas Tech. I like LSU. I see a little bit of a challenge from Texas Tech. I would like to see Louisiana Tech try and give LSU a game, but I think the Tigers have it. And I think with Beth Torino, we've seen a lot over the years. They kind of struggle a little bit down the stretch, mm-hmm. and then they get it right Yeah, going into the NCAA tournament. So I like LSU. Yeah, I'm going to go with you because of that, because of that, that factor of LSU historically having some downturns toward the end of the year, but then really turning it on in postseason. So, uh, but they got to figure out what it is offensively. Cause sometimes we see that turning it on factor starts in the sec tournament. It right. did not this year. No, again, whatever they're, they got to be doing whatever they're doing right now in practice. They got to figure out where that offense went. And if that offense comes back, they got the pitching to win it for sure. 
Moving on to Ann Arbor, the number 15 overall seed Michigan, led by Megan Bobian and freshman Lexi Blair, who is up for freshman of the year nationally, along with St. Francis, DePaul, and James Madison. I'm really tempted to pick JMU, Tom, but -hmm. that would be four unseeded teams in Super Regionals. Yeah. That's a lot. I feel more confident about the other ones. So because Megan Bobian's pitching better, I'm going to take Michigan to win this regional. Well, I only have two right now. Oh. As far as uh, non hosts advancing in regional. So I am going to pick James Madison. Uh, I think Megan Good is going to, if, if by no other than just sheer der- determination out of the 10th year senior, I'm going to go <laughs> James Madison and the Dukes uh, coming out of that Michigan regional. And finally, on the bottom right, UCLA have a number two overall seed Missouri, Cal State Fullerton, and Weber State. I like UCLA. Yeah. I think if Missouri had a little bit better and more consistent pitching, I would say they might get a game, but UCLA, easy. 100%. All right, moving on to Supers. Top left, we both have Oklahoma and Northwestern. Let's go ahead and write down Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and just put them them everywhere, basically. Yeah. I mean, I I wish – this is why I wish my bracket had been right. Because I had Kentucky, I believe – as a 16. Mm-hmm. And for the last couple of weeks, I had them as a 16. I think a... Kentucky could have beaten Oklahoma at least once. Yeah. But no, yeah. Northwestern, no I way. I don't see Northwestern being able to, to do anything. All right. So both of us have Oklahoma in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Surprise. Mm-hmm. All right. Alabama and Texas for me and for you, Alabama, Texas A&M. Either way, both would be at the Rhodes House. Yep. Tom, you go first. Yeah. And I think Alabama would win. Probably pretty easily uh, if, if this matchup happened. We saw, yeah, it was just kind of a fluky game three on Sunday. Uh, Alabama offensively got two home runs in the first inning, just kind of stalled out. And we saw Potts have one of her best games in the circle. But I, I just don't see A&M being able to hit uh, anything significant off of Alabama pitching because that was also the game. We didn't know it at the time, but Montana Fouts on Sunday was pitching with an injury. Right. She's pretty much back to 100% now. Uh, I don't see an A&M, A&M being able to score on the tide, so I'll go with Alabama. I will, too, take Alabama to beat Texas. Cooper Barnes, I expect you to be here in Tuscaloosa. I like Alabama's pitching over Texas's pitching as good as Miranda Ellis has been and Shaylin O'Leary as well. Offensively, the edge goes to Alabama. Texas has gotten good production out of the Oregon transfers, out of Janae Jefferson at the top of the order, but this this is a good matchup for the Crimson Tide. Either way, you've got A&M, I have Texas. Either way, a good matchup in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. All right, moving on down, Florida and Tennessee. All right, can Florida stay hot Florida for this Mm -hmm. long? Like, seriously, because I keep thinking about when Tennessee beat Florida in Gainesville. And at the time, Florida wasn't struggling. That was the first conference series of the year. They'd lost to UCLA. We had some questions, but they weren't overall just giving up a bunch of runs. Right. That happened against Tennessee. I'm going to take Florida, but I think Tennessee wins a game. And I think in the above, I've got sweeps for both of those. But I think Tennessee wins a game over Florida. I can see that happening. I'm going to take Florida as well. And most of it is just because, again, I've lost all trust I have in Tennessee. It was kind of a begrudgingly picking them even to win their regional in, in Knoxville. I, just, I think they've lost their offense, and they may not get it until they get Shipman back next year. That would be really tough if that – and yeah. we talked about the impact of that injury. I thought they would be over it by now. I thought they'd be over it two weeks ago. Yeah. But it still clearly lingers offensively and defensively. Yep. So moving on down, we've got the Florida State Seminoles. Both of us have them 
in the Super Regionals. I have Florida State hosting Arkansas. You have Florida State hosting Oklahoma State. Yes. Tom, what do you have? I think Florida State dabs all over them, and I think it, it would. I, I think it bat flips everywhere. Yes, it, it will. It might get a little chippy, but I think Florida State wins and sets up the uh, Florida Florida State matchup on day one in in Oklahoma City. I too will take Florida State over Arkansas in a sweep. Yeah. So easy money. Yep. Let's move over to the right side. Washington and Kentucky in Seattle. There's a lot of temptation here for me, Tom. I think if Kentucky has Grace Ballman healthy, there's a good chance they could win. I'd say maybe a 30, 35% chance they could win that regional. Yeah. But I don't know. I know that she's hurt now. I don't know how healthy she'll be. I'm going to take Washington. I think Kentucky gets a game, but I like Washington to win that super regional against the Wildcats. As we see what happens sometimes in shows like Game of Thrones or in The Avengers, things like that, sometimes even the good guys get blinded by hate. And I'm going to get blinded by hate here. Oh, Tom. Given to temptation, I'm going to go with Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to say Abby Cheek. Okay. Abby, Abby Cheek will get it done, and hopefully Grace Ballman's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Be okay. Be okay, Grace. Please, Lord. Be Come okay. on. Come on, Grace. All right. Moving on down. Arizona. Six overall seed hosting. Both of us have Louisiana. Yeah, now, I believe this was a super regionals matchup a couple years ago. Okay, yeah. And right. Louisiana, a fifty-win team, right up there with Alabama. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Arizona. I think this could be the best super regional overall. Honestly, could, yeah. I mean, there is sure. there is a potential there for that to be a classic. I like Arizona to win it, especially with the power and being at home. But that could be a lot of fun in in Tucson. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a heck of a regional. I agree. Uh, even if Ole Miss is able to beat to win that regional and goes out to Tucson, I think that could be a really good regional too. If it happens, because that means Ole Miss is back to playing like they were earlier in the year. Right. But that being said, I think Arizona would win either one of them. Uh, but they're they'll, it'll be a good regional for super regional for sure. All right. So we both have Arizona going to OKC for the first time in a long time. Yeah. They try and get back to the women's college world series moving on down i've got georgia and lsu (laughs) in baton rouge wow you have lsu minnesota in minneapolis so yeah tom i'll let you go first this time i think uh, lsu would beat minnesota If, if this is the situation again that would mean to get out of the regional lsu will have found whatever the issue is at least somewhat offensively and i think they would be able to go up to Minnesota. The The weather won't be as bad, big of a factor at this point of the year as it normally would be in Minnesota if you were playing them back in the same February or March up in Minneapolis. So I think LSU is going to be able to go on the road and get the win against the Gophers. So I'll go LSU. I've got LSU, Georgia. LSU swept Georgia in Athens earlier this year. Different Georgia team. Mm-hmm. They're a little better now. They're a little bit more consistent. Kylie Bass has suddenly turned into the ace for Georgia. But I do like LSU to make the Women's College World Series, and I think they would do it in three games. And who would have thought we would both have LSU in the bracket <laughs> in the World Series? I, if, I feel weird. But again, we've talked about it before. It's all about matchups once yeah. you get into uh, this NCAA tournament. Because I, I don't think if you were just saying straight up, do you think LSU is one of the top eight teams in the country? No. No. But I think their matchups work out well for them to make it. It's crazy because it really is a perfect little section for LSU. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both got them going to OKC. Congratulations, but, Beth Torina. But they just got to figure out a way to, they just got to figure out what the issue is offensively. Specifically, Amanda Sanchez yeah. has to be a difference maker once again. It's because, been too long. Yeah, because without her, you know, Ali at the top of the order is not able to come in to score because Sanchez isn't knocking her in. Right. She's not causing as much 
havoc on the base paths with her stolen bases, even when she's able to get on base because no one's doing anything behind her. And finally, final Super Regionals matchup, I've got Michigan at UCLA. You have JMU at UCLA. Give me UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, regardless of which one it is, I'm going to also take UCLA. I I think it'd be one of those things where you could even see JMU win a, win a game, win that first game. And I think Michigan could win a game as well. Right. And then it'd be probably game one, and everyone would get behind them, and then UCLA would crush everyone's hopes in the next two games. All right. So our World Series picks. I've got Oklahoma, Alabama, Florida, Florida State, Washington, Arizona, LSU, and UCLA. And Tom? The only one I have different is I have Kentucky instead of Washington. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. And, and, and that Kentucky is somewhat of a hopeful pick. All right. You got a, a national champion right now, Tom. Uh, I think it's hard to pick against Oklahoma at this point. Yeah. Um, they, they have just played. They are the most complete overall team. Uh, I remember I've told other people that I think, you know, Alabama, if you play, have an a game against an a game, I think Alabama can beat anybody in the country except for maybe Oklahoma on a versus a a versus B. If Oklahoma puts their B game out there and Alabama throws their A, Alabama can beat them. And Alabama can beat them A versus A, you know, sometimes, but I think consistently it would be it'd be Oklahoma there. So that'd be a, it's a that's the other reason that you as an Alabama fan, you're upset about the eight seeds because that means you have to play Oklahoma on the first day. Yeah. And and you can kind of get behind the eight ball to start off with. But I am with you. Oklahoma would be my national champion. We'll revisit those national championship picks after super regionals, but right now yeah. I do like Oklahoma. All right, Tom, it's time for us to head home. All right. You know what that means? Uh-huh. Food. Yes. Talk about food. The Tom's com- Hungry is back. The committee can't screw up Tom's Hungry. I know that much. <laughs> there is no committee except no. us. <laughs> There's nothing farcical about this. <laughs> and we will talk about the restaurants at which we ate in College Station after Good Bull coming up as we wrap up this episode of Out of the Box. Welcome back, folks. We are heading home here on episode 10 of Out of the Box. We've had a great show. We spent our time at the plate doing off the wall. Never thought we would have to do that, Tom, but that's what happened. Well, that's why you get people that'll do off the wall things on NCAA selection committee, and you get in the off the wall segment to start things off. Tough, tough Mm -hmm. scene, as our buddy Hunter Johnson would tweet. (laughs) Segment two, we advanced to first and stole second and broke down the bracket, talked about some of the matchups. As good as a double. Yes. Like, like Alyssa Brown. We are. Segment two was the Alyssa Brown of Hawaii of Good Bull of segments. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to our episode of Good Bull. Then we, then we rounded third and made some official tournament picks, locked in, put in the briefcase, mm-hmm. all set. And really, we agreed on most of them. We agreed on a lot. And, you know, as, as much fun as the NCAA tournament is, you still, more often than not, you do see chalk. So we picked... I think we both picked three uh, regional upsets. Right. And then I think. I have one non-top eight in the yeah. Oklahoma City, and you have two, two, I believe. Yeah. So pretty much pretty much goes as, as Chalk would have it. Yeah. So that was earlier, and now it is time for us to head home and do Tom's Hungry. Yes. A favorite of the podcast, and we ate a lot of good food in College mm. Station. Then we went to Good Bull, and our lives changed. But we were still there for four days. Yes. 
So we were there for a good fortnight afterwards. Yes. So what what stuck out to you, Tom? Well, we had an opportunity, obviously, to go to Torchies, which we went to uh, last time we were in College Station for the regular season, and we talked about it during Tom's Hungry. But that you know, in College Station and in Texas in general, everything is either barbecue or a taco. Sometimes it's both. And I'm not complaining about that. It's just it's just a fact. And uh, Torchies was awesome as usual. They have a different taco of the month at Torchies. And I try to get the whatever that taco of the month is whenever we go. And this time it was the Tokyo Drift, which was a spicy like it was a more spicy braised uh, brisket than I was used than I was thought it was getting. Hmm. It was very spicy. It cleaned out the sinuses quickly. Oh, I was wondering why you were Ooh, coughing so my much goodness. at the table. Man. All of the sniffles. Yes, but it was it was really, really good. And of course going along with the Republican, which I get every time I go as well, with the uh, jalapeno sausage. Uh, just outstanding. I also got the Republican. I got the trailer park. Mm-hmm. I got it. I think, I think trashy. It was, yes. Trashy. I almost mm. said trailer nasty, but that's an America's got talent. That's reference. something totally different. Yes. Uh, <laughs> those were great as well. I loved mad taco. We went, yeah. that was where they had the combination of guac and queso. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. In yeah, a, yeah. in a bowl. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. I loved it. So good. And I'm not even, I don't usually like guac, but I like, Oh really? No, I'm not a guac guy. But I don't like avocados basically in any form or fashion. But mixing with with queso, I was I was happy with it. It was, it was good. good. Yeah. And then Casa do Brasil. All of the meat. Everything. You like any type of meat, we ate it and it was delicious. And that and we went there why, Tom? Because we were the uh, SEC regular season champions by five, by four games. Yes. And that is what regular season SEC champions do. You celebrate by eating all of the meat. And you get rings, which the tournament champion does not. I will also give a special shout out to Antonio's Pizza. Remember that place? Yes. Yes. Very good. I got the cheese pizza because I'm boring, but it was just, (laughs) it was very good. It's always what I get. And it's just, it's one of those great pizza by the slices, college town kind of things you go after you go out. Yeah. And we went to a bar, met up with some of the other SIDs and support mm-hmm. staffs from across the SEC, and then we went and got pizza, and it was perfectly great. I was disappointed you didn't go see the rattlesnake at the bar that we went to. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to go see that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. It's behind glass. I it's don't not doing care. Anything. I don't care. Glass break. They have to feed it somehow, which means there's some kind of hatch, which means there's a way for it to get out. No. Mm-mm. Not screwing no. around with that. Not nope. happening. Nope. But that being said, there's usually nothing better than a good slice of pizza after midnight. Yes, always. Good times. Yeah, I agree. So that was really good. But speaking of pizza, Double Dave's. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yes. Please go go ahead, Tom. It is basically CeCe's Pizza, but a little bit better. <laughs> it's like you had the what really make them made them stand out was the dessert pizzas that they had. Yes. I know that was one of your favorite things. I adored the cinnamon pizza mm-hmm. with the with icing and and the bottom was like like almost like a caramelized version of cinnamon like yeah. I don't know how they did it but it was great <laughs> yes yes and I got I got the pepperoni pizza I got the cheese pizza I got the pizza of the month which was a thin crust meat lovers yes with that pepperoni was with um, sausage a little bit of bacon on there as mm-hmm. well I believe yeah. a little ham it was great I yeah. loved it I'm with you. I had too much. Yeah, oh, and I paid the price one, later, but it was delicious. One hundred percent, ate way too much. I have made the decision once the season's over, gonna have to try to lose some poundage. But you, I mean, you can't do it during the season. No, because we're researching for right. Tom's hunger. Exactly, that's what it's for. And you know, we're gonna be home in Tuscaloosa for the next two weeks, so maybe I can eat a little bit better. Yeah, but 
Hopefully, hopefully the opportunity to go to Oklahoma City because they they got some good eats there too. I can't wait. Yeah. So anything else stick out before we trying to think if there was anything else that we did? I, I'm always excited to go to Jack in the Box when we go to places <laughs> that are not in Alabama because it is a chain. Obviously, it is a fast food chain, but they're in every state in the union except for Alabama for some reason that I can that I can think of, and they have great burgers. Not always the best service in the drive through. No, but, but you want to you want to see Gray Robertson angry. Gray Robertson was as mad about that as he was yesterday during the uh, selection. Like show. seriously, man. First first off, getting snippy with me. <laughs> While I'm going through the through the line, yeah, I get you work at a fast food chain, but come on, right? You're you're in. No, don't do that with me. Right. And then literally taking thirty minutes to get the food. I'm not even kidding. It fast was, food. It, was it took a long us thirty time. minutes. It was yeah. It was a whole thing, and <laughs> and I was I admittedly I was it put me in a poor mood that evening because I I was not I didn't love it. And wasn't that after the championship game? Yeah, it was. So we were already <laughs> in a, not a great mood. To begin with, it was uh yeah, it was a whole thing. <sighs> bad night, bad night for Gray. But the burger itself was fine. Oh no, I had a good burger too. Yeah, I had the Swiss whatever. It was good. Yeah. So I'm I'm with you. I will we'll go with to uh, Jack in the Box in Oklahoma City, and maybe <laughs> they can get our food to us in like ten minutes. And I just do it do it at lunch, and not not maybe after hours. Yeah, maybe that has something to do with it. They, it wasn't the A crew. Was not a, was not there <laughs> well, at Jack in the Box that night. Beer C crew. <laughs> Gosh, we're getting the selection committee of Jack in the Box it employees. Was, it was the it was not the Hawaii of Goodwill Barbecue <laughs> of Montana Fouts of, <laughs> of the Alabama pitching staff of Jack in the Box. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> All right, before we go, I'm going to throw in one last off the wall because okay. I said I had some stuff that people said. People said some things. I would like to send a shout out to a person out there who knows who they are. <laughs> <laughs> they have they have been mentioned on out of the box and mentioned on off the wall a okay. couple times, not by name, but by some of the completely buffoonery ish, if that's a word, you can add it in the dictionary. It is now buffoonery ish things that they have said next to farcical. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and this person was so upset that they blocked me on everything. How about that? On everything. Congrats. They, and you know why I think they blocked me is they made a comment somewhere. I responded with a fact, a statistical facts. fact. Stats and facts. And I was blocked. Mm, how and, dare you come at me with facts? And if you want to block me, fine. If I if I if I say so, if I call you out for saying something that's wrong, go ahead. Fine. You know, if I for whatever reason say something that I shouldn't say, then call me out on it. That's fine. I'm a big boy. We do this podcast and we call people out and we can get called out too. That's how this sure. works. Yeah. That being said, mm-hmm. if you're not willing to engage in a dialogue about something just because, you know, you you were wrong and well, I don't want to do that. Phew. No. <laughs> no. I can I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. And uh, if Alabama wins a national championship, sir, I uh, I hope I hope you don't come to the the celebration at Road Stadium because uh, no. it could be an awkward run in. <laughs> Just saying, because I still have copies wow. of all of the times you said Alabama was trash and couldn't hit and only had one pitcher named Montana Fouts, who was not pitcher of the year. It was another Alabama right. pitcher, Sarah Cornell. Alabama's offense, not very good because they were check notes one or two in, in every in every <laughs> category offensively in the conference this year. All right. That's that's my I just want to get that off my right. chest. Do you have anything you want to add? I'll just say, but. You know, that being said, I am proud about having blocked some trolls on on That's fine Twitter too. And Facebook. No, I now if I'm getting You're not a troll. If I'm getting harassed, difference. right. I I will I have blocked some people a couple times. Yeah. 
So that, that there's there's a difference there. But I, I think you should definitely wear that blockage with pride. Yes. I saw a player mother in the hotel. Told her it happened. She got up and hugged me. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Big high five for yes. you, sir. Yes. Oh, man. That's uh, that's a miniature off the wall. Right. And that is the Out of the Box podcast. There you uh, go. We're set up, Tom. It's the postseason. I'm, it's, you know, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And, you know, I, I think you can... You know, be upset about the uh, about the seedings to start off with, but then use it as motivation and just go out there and play your game. And you know what I'm ready for. The Cook's Pest Control scoreboard updates on oh, Friday. Oh, it's the best. It is the best, and we're at 530, so a lot of the games are happening over, and a couple are coming up, so we get yes. to talk about it all on the air. And seeing as how Alabama's playing Alabama State, I'm hoping we're able to talk about a lot of it the entire time. That's the plan. Yes. So... As we wrap up, Tom, where can people find you on social media? They can find me on Twitter at T Canterbury RTR. That's C A N T E R B U R Y, and we get all all the all the Alabama athletics, especially softball and some Game of Thrones and wrestling thrown in there. And hopefully this week I'll be able to see the end of the Avengers, which we <laughs> no we, we haven't told that yeah, story. We didn't. Go ahead. No, no, no. We didn't. Oh gosh, yeah. We said we told it on the air during during the broadcasts of one of the games in college station. But so Wednesday, as we talked about on the out of the box podcast last week from good bull, we were going to go the next day. I was so excited. Avengers end game. I'll finally get to see the end of it. I'm wearing my captain America shirt today. Very excited. He's my guy. So we go, it's one of the best theaters I've ever been in. You got the, you know, the relaxing, uh, lounging chairs. You pour your own popcorn, pour your own popcorn and drinks. And you got your feet up and you're watching, watching a great, you know, the movie's awesome. It gets to like literally the climax of the movie, the big battle at the end. If you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it as far as the circumstances of it, but it's a huge battle at the end. We're ready to go getting excited. I'm pumping my fists, clapping at, at certain parts. And then, tornadic weather in the area knocks the power out <laughs> and we're like it doesn't look like the power is coming back on at all that day so we so we leave they give us a rain check and i'm thinking all right we can go back later in the week and then we're thinking all right saturday because we don't play until the end of the day on saturday are we going to go back and i look and the rain check was only good for that day and the next day mm. so by the time it got to saturday it wasn't good anymore mm. So I still haven't seen the end of end game. <laughs> so I, uh, you can't spoil the end game yet. Stephanie Van Brekel Prothrow uh, saw it yesterday. And okay. I said, isn't it funny that you went and saw it five days after Tom and, <laughs> and then, you, and you can talk about it with me, but he still can't. I feel bad for you. I really oh, do. It's, I mean, it's, it's, oh man, it's bad luck. <laughs> it was a tough scene again. Oh boy. But the popcorn was great. And putting your, <laughs> your feet up in the movie is, it is was awesome. a super nice theater. Yeah. 10 out of 10 suggests that Tuscaloosa builds that. <laughs> Add that in yes. wherever you go. You know, not to throw in more construction. but <laughs> oh my! As long as it doesn't shut down a road, I'll be happy. <laughs> and I haven't found a new shutdown road yet, but I haven't gone through like downtown or anything yet. So uh, we'll see. Good I'm luck. still just excited to see what new roads are shut down here in Tuscaloosa <laughs> since, since we were gone for a good five years. <laughs> Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Gray underscore Robertson, G-R-A-Y underscore Robertson. You can follow the show at Out of the Box underscore Pod. And if you want to hear all that great in-game conversation, both about the movie and in-game about what's happening around the NCAA tournament, you can listen to us where this weekend, Tom? If you're in Tuscaloosa, you can listen to us over the air on the airwaves on radio at 93.3 FM. And if you're outside of that, 
of the general Tuscaloosa area, you can always go to RollTide.com and click on the schedule, and there is a uh, an audio a live audio link there, and click on that, and you can get us anywhere in the world there on the World Wide Web. And we have had some people listening from all over the place, and we thank you for tuning in. Yeah. And we thank you for tuning into this podcast because it's the postseason. It's mayhem. Yes. Let's go. It's chaos. Let's get it. Yes. Emily P. Tech and I like to tweet. <laughs> it's chaos that'll probably end up chalk, but it's chaos <laughs> as, as it goes. So that's it for us here on the podcast. The postseason is here, folks. This is not a drill. The postseason is here and starting this weekend, and we hope you follow us along on this road. That will hopefully lead to Oklahoma City and the Women's College World Series. Until then, we will see you at the Roadhouse this weekend for regional play, Alabama, Alabama State at 5.30 on Friday night. For my partner, Tom Canterbury, I am Gray Robertson saying so long, and we will see you next time here on Out of the Box. Out of the Box.